Welcome to J&J Everyday. Kick your feet up and enjoy. Let's go. Another day. Another J&J Everyday. Let's yes, sir. Get right into it, man. It's your boy Jason. I'm here with JC. Of the world, we have made it to Friday. Man, what everybody wants, we're here. It's Friday. The deadline was yesterday. We had some trades in the NBA. We had some blockbuster ones, and we had some head scratchers. Um, we had some. We had some that made sense. Um, we'll run them all down. Give you our thoughts on. Them. What was your big? What was the big blockbuster one that you're talking about? Um, I mean, it's I don't know about the impact that it's going to have on this season, but it has to be. I think that was, you know, the best player that changed teams yesterday um, was D'Angelo Russell to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, big one in now, Andrew Wiggins goes, I mean, yeah, goes to the Warriors. Not really, you know, again, not really the big one in terms of impact on the court per se this year. But it was just the, you know, they had kept talking about moving D'Angelo where everybody was like, what should the Warriors do with D'Angelo? And they finally move him. Yeah, the Timberwolves got D'Lo, Jacob Evans, and Amari Spellman for Andrew Wiggins, a Minnesota first rounder, and a second round 2021 draft pick. Um, Unless the first rounder is top three. And that's also, I mean, today's going to be a trade day, guys, because that's a head-scratcher for me. Um, in my opinion, on the Golden State side, that's a real big head-scratcher. I hate it. I hate that trade, actually. I don't like it, and I feel like they may have hurt their uh, hurt themselves for the future. In my opinion, I really don't like the trade. Uh, I think, you know, I would have rather had the cap space they had. And I and my, I just don't want to be tied to Andrew Wiggins. I think that that's going to be an anchor that holds him down, um, per se. You know, Steve Kerr said, look, in Minnesota, they were asking him to be a star. We're not asking him to be a star in Golden State. You know, it is asking him to be a role player, which I think he can be a really good role player. But, man, I just feel like they could have waited on D'Angelo Russell in the offseason maybe and got back a better haul, especially the way he's been playing, you know, this season. I think they they undersold themselves, and I don't like it at all. Yeah, Timberwolves side, I love it. You know, you got D, you got D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns locked up for like the next four or five years now. You know, going forward, and D'Angelo Russell um, is having a career year right now. So that you know, that's a nice pairing. You got the you got the point guard, you got the big man. Warrior side, man. I, again, I, I hate it. I'm pretty sure the words are going to be fine, though, either way. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I mean, they still they still have Steph and Clay yeah. coming back. And yeah, you have definitely Andrew Wiggins right back. there. They're going to have a good pick this year, and then Draymond's still there. I'm going to be, because I've been on that same side. I'm gonna, I've been on the same side as you, you know, like, oh, they're going to be fine next year. They got that pick. But I'm going to go on the other side and be, you know, play the pessimist for today. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say to you. All right, you're right. But when they get Steph and Clay back, um, Clay will be like, what, 32? And then the, this top three pick or top five pick that they're probably going to have because they're so bad, um, is that pick going to be NBA ready to make a, 
uh, an impact because the type of impact that we're expecting or that I feel like even myself have talked about, you know, the top five pick if they have it, the type of impact we're expecting that pick to have is, you know, uh, RJ, I mean, not a RJ, probably Z uh, John Morant Zion-esque impact. Because I feel like the way folks are talking, you know, oh, they'll have a top three pick. Stephen Clay will be back. You know, I think we're expecting that, you know, their high draft pick to have a major impact. And that's a lot. That's a lot to ask from, from a young rookie. But, um, again, it it bodes well because, again, you got Stephen Clay coming back. And, I mean, these guys are marksmen. So, it, mm -hmm. who, who you surround them with is really like, I mean... As long as they can dribble the basketball and shoot, you're pretty much going to be fine. Yeah. I just would not. I was surprised that the Warriors did this. Um, I feel like they've handled situations better in the past with personnel. I think they fumbled. Let's move on. Also, uh, Marcus Morris, a part of a three-team trade, is on the Clippers. Justin Winslow is uh, on Memphis Grizzlies now. Jordan Bell is also on the Grizzlies. Um, Deion Waiters got moved finally to the Grizzlies as well. Yeah. Man, I love this. We'll, I will go over it after we finish the details. Uh, Miami gets uh, Iguodala, Jay Crowder, and Solomon Hill. Um, and also in that, and the Clippers also get Isaiah Thomas, but they're going to waive him. Yeah. So we don't know where he's going after that. Um, react. <laughs> wow. Um, the Grizzlies and the Heat. I'll start with the Heat first. We all know what Pat Riley does, man. Oh yeah. He's cooking we something. We all know this what Pat Riley he's does. He's cooking something. <laughs> right now. The Miami Heat, man. Looking like number two. After knees. pulling off the whoa, after pulling this trade off, you know when I heard they let Justice Winslow go, first I was like, damn, Justice, I love him. Then I saw they basically just replaced him with like three other Justice Winslows, just older, pretty much. I'm like, I love it, Andre Iguodala. Yeah, he's old. We don't know how much he has left in the tank. But we know that he's going to contribute some way, somehow. Mm -hmm. Whether it's experience, whether it's actually on the court, he's going to contribute. And he can even, he can still rest during exactly. this. And he's been resting this whole time. And then he still doesn't have to, have to play that many minutes until the playoffs. Exactly. And then you got Jay Crowder, who's a dog, you know. And then Solomon, Solomon Hill, he's probably going to be on the bench more. But, but we'll even Solomon goes. Hill, like Folks underestimate him because I remember when he was in New Orleans a couple years ago. Yeah, no, Even right. Solomon Hill off the bench, he's good yeah. for, you know, a couple threes, a good defender. So I think the Heat, they just, the rich just got richer. I think they're gritty. I saw it actually yesterday. I saw this on Twitter. Two guys were talking about the Heat, the trade. And uh, someone else was like, so who's the Heat? Who's going to be the Heat's number two consistent scorer? Somebody responded and said, Bam Adebayo. And the guy basically laughed at him. And was like, oh, yeah, Bam's their number two consistent scorer. Then they're not going anywhere. What? I get what he's saying. I get what he's saying, though. Because when you think about it, you think about championship team, you don't think about Bam as your number two scorer. But I disagree with him. The Heat, to me, are like an any given night team. You got Jimmy Butler, and then any given night, Bam might give you a triple-double. 
Oh, he the, he's off. It's okay. Tyler Harrow might hit five. Oh, he's off. It's okay. Duncan Robinson might. Oh, he's having a bad game. It's cool. Goran Dragic got you. Like, the Heat are just going to come at folks in waves. And to your point, man, I, I really hope we get a, a Heat uh, a Bucks matchup right now. Because um, I think without question. To heat are, you know, the favorites. Yeah, I'm gonna laugh Bucks. on laugh at me, but Jay Crowder is also in that bunch that can go off and, and Oh, Jay Crowder's good for three, four threes in a and the heat constructed. We saw I'm foreshadowing a little bit, because you know, I think this trade these trades are, you know, trying to put themselves in front. They kind of remind me of the Raptors a little bit last year. Where and I'm only speaking about going up against the Bucks. Where we saw Giannis, if you if you have a team that's physical and can get physical, which you all the Raptors did last year, and say we're gonna build a wall and we're gonna muscle up. And that that's all they just threw bodies after bodies and big bodies. When you look at the guys that the Heat have, they got guys that are there to get down dirty. They have no problem muscling up with Giannis. And Eric Spolson knows how to coach. So it's interesting, man. What what do you think about that though? Real good trade. Uh, Miami's cooking up, and also Memphis. That was great on their part. Um, they just keep loading up, and uh, they're still number eight. Uh, number eight in the West. Um, we'll see how they keep that up because um, the the Blazers are cooking up too right now. But we'll see. We'll see. It's all because we we spoke about Memphis. Remember, we were talking about who's going to hold that AC. Mm-hmm. We said, well, I shouldn't say we. I, I said. Well, these other teams might make some trade deadline moves and be better than Memphis. Cause, and then, oh no, we're talking about New Orleans. Excuse me. But now, look what I didn't expect Memphis to get back. This, you know, a splash like this. I think Justin Win. I think really highly of Justice Winslow. Yeah, they get um, Jordan Bell and Deion Waiters. He's finally about to play. He's been resting all season, clearly. Off the bench, that's yeah. a score. So yeah, Memphis. Um, real quick, dude. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read the Grizzlies transactions over the last eight months, just to give folks a sense of this front office is working overtime. Uh, they drafted John Morant. They trade Mike Conley to Utah for Grayson Allen, Darius Baisley, Jay Crowder, and Kyle Korver in the 2021 in the 2021st round pick. Then remember draft day, they traded Darius Baisley in the 2024 second round pick to OKC for Brandon Clark. Brandon Clark is having a phenomenal rookie season. Um, we all talk about John Morant, rookie of the year. It often gets overlooked. They they might have a first-team all-rookie, uh, you know, two guys on their squad. I was pissed when OKC didn't get Brandon Clark. Um, and then, basically, Memphis essentially turned um, Mike Conley because they traded Javon Carter, Kyle Korver, to Phoenix for DeAnthony Melton. Josh Jackson and the 2020 second round pick. They traded Julian Washburn to Golden State for Andre Iguodala, Cash, and the 2024 first round pick. And then they traded Jay Crowder and Solomon Hill to Miami for Justin Winslow. So they basically flipped Mike Conley, who's still making $32.5 million this year and $34 million and a half yesterday, and the second round pick in the cap space into. Two first-round picks, Brandon Clark, Justice Winslow, DeAnthony Melton, Grayson Allen, Josh Jackson, and two second-round picks. Wow. The Memphis Grizzlies, man. That, wow. 
all that basically off of Mike Conley, who I just told you, it's going to run like over 70, 80 million in the next two years. And he's having a, you know, a down year. Phenomenal. Well, he's injured. He's not even been playing. Wow. Um, well, what about the Marcus Morris pickup by the Clippers? I like it. You know, he gives them a toughness, another three-point shooter. Uh, he can guard multiple positions, so I like it. And Maurice Harkless, that experiment, uh, it, ha- it hadn't worked out this season. Um, you know, he, he wasn't giving them what he gave Portland last year, so I think it's a really good pickup. Yeah, me too. Um, you know, makes him even more scarier. I mean, he's shooting at a 45% clip right now from three. I, d- I don't expect that to continue, but, I mean, shoot, even if he dips to, like, 38%, that's still really good. Yep, and he got traded for basically players they weren't even using. A bag of chips. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about getting traded for a bag of chips. <laughs> Andre Drummond. <laughs> Andre Drummond is next, and he literally got traded for um... a bag of chips, man. That is not even a bag of dude. John Henson. <laughs> Detroit also got Brandon Knight and Tim Fraser, who they waived anyway. Yeah. Wow. He basically just transferred. Basically a salary dump. Wow. He's due to get paid next year. I feel for him. Um, I I feel for him. Because, I mean, the Pistons were pretty bad, but, I mean, Cleveland's even worse. Yeah. Um, So, I, I feel for the guy. Um, And, I'm you know, I'm surprised uh, Derrick Rose didn't get traded. Um. I'm a little sad that he didn't because now that Drummond's, you know, been traded, it's clear that they're just they're patting it in. And he's having a really good year, so it sucks that he's gonna be, you know, wasted on that team. Really upset. Is there anything else in any other trades we had? Um we Jack had... asked what was your favorite trade and what was your worst trade? We're talking about just from yesterday or just, you know, all trade deadline. My favorite trade is definitely going to be the Memphis Miami trade uh, for both sides. I just I think both sides did a hell of a job um, getting back assets in that trade, um, and then the, the the Minnesota trade only for only for the um, only for the Minnesota side as well. Uh, Philly also I mean Philly made a, a little sneaky trade. Where they got uh, some outside shooting, Alec Burks and Glenn Robinson, which they much needed from Golden State. Um, I'm gonna go with my least favorite trade. We didn't talk about it. it happened before yesterday. Definitely the Clint Capella trade. Mm-hmm. That is definitely my least. Clint Capella, and then the the trade that um again going back to Minnesota Golden State, but this time on the Golden State side. Them making that trade for Wiggins. But yeah, I didn't Capella trade. I'm not too hot on, even though it, look one game sample size. Yeah. How about you? Um, sadly, I agree with you. So I was looking for uh, another tra- trade that I can um say that was my favorite one. My worst one, you could say. Well, all right. Oh, well, I can say the best one is probably um um the Clippers getting Marcus Morris because that just makes them deeper. And uh, bigger, and I think that that might put them over the Lakers, man. I'm actually kind of worried, man. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. actually glad. Well, the the guy I told you about before, he 
skipped out on the uh, two hundred dollar bet when uh. I was like the Lakers about to win it all. I don't know, man. They got me worried now because the Lakers. We still got problems. We just lost to the Rockets last night. We we gonna talk about that, but man. Buyout market. I think it's a foregone conclusion that Darren Collison is on the way. Though he tried to downplay being at the game last night. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it was a recruiting visit. He was on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it's – especially because Marcus Morris is now with, you know, the Clippers. I think Darren Collison will be uh, over there um, – will be with the Lakers. Um, You guys getting Robert Coverton was pretty good. But, yeah, like you said – Losing all your big man was terrible. Yeah, we had Jordan Bell, and we sent him to, like you said, I think, what, Minnesota? Yeah. And then and we, Minnesota's been racking up. They got yeah. him, Herman Gomez, Malik Beasley. Yeah, I, I like the way Minnesota made out um, at this trade deadline. I really yeah, do. Russell, James Johnson, even though he's old. But. Old, but you know, that locker room. Amari Spellman. So, I really do like what they did. Um, And again, okay, I... Yeah, I don't. We'll talk about the Rockets, man. We'll talk about because I like the Rob. I like getting Robert Covington, but not at the expense of Clint Capella. If that well, that does make sense. But yeah, and the worst one's probably Cleveland. Um, I mean, uh, Detroit trading off uh, Andre Drummond for nothing. I don't know what if they were beefing or something. Yeah, not, he said he wanted to get traded. But. Yeah, and it was just a salary. I feel like it was you know a salary move. I'm on their side. They don't want to pay the guy. Yeah. And I think both sides needed a fresh start. To be fair to Andre Drummond, the Pistons haven't really given him much talent, you know, around him since he's been in the league. Uh, so, I mean, hey, I think it was a good good move for both sides. It's just then they could have got back more. But yesterday, um, the Milwaukee Bucks, who didn't make a trade at the deadline, uh, beat the 76ers 112 to 101. The MVP had 36 points and 20 rebounds. I think it's the sixth game in a row where he's had at least 30 points and over 15 rebounds. Man, what are we going to do with these guys, man, in Philadelphia? What What do we. All right, so how long are we going to keep this charade going? Sure. How long are we How long are we going to sit here or folks going to sit here and still hold out hope for Philadelphia? Or how long are we just going, like, because I there's folks out there that still think, you know, hey, they can get it together for the playoffs. Or, you know, if they figure it out when the playoffs come, they're still a formidable team. No, I'm off the bandwagon. I've jumped off. I equate this to the Boston Celtics last year. I just think that there's things in the locker room that aren't going to get fixed and can't be fixed. Because you have circles and you're trying to put them in square holes. It's not going to work. Yeah, I think they just got beat up, man. They're not looking good for the playoffs. They're over for on this road trip, including losses to ATL, Boston, and Miami. It's not looking good. Uh, the whole team shot 37.4%, 37 out of 99 shots. Joel Embiid had 6 for 26, 19 points, 11 oh, rebounds, man. 3 for 10 from 3. It was just ugly. And that, that right there, you heard it say that last day. Three for ten from three. You seven foot whatever center. You hear me? Three the three for ten from three. And that right there, what Joel Embiid said the other day in the press conference it's or whatever, soft. it's true. No, no, no. He's that he's spending time at the at the three point line because they have they don't got no one else. They have no one else to space the floor. That's a huge problem. And he didn't point the finger. 
But we all know what he's alluding to. And we all know why he has to spend so much time at the three-point on the floor. Because your point guard can't shoot. And, bro, they're going to start not liking each other. They're yeah. gonna, they're really gonna start. I think they already like, started. Exactly, because Joel Embiid knows if you're on that team, you know, you know, like yo, a point guard cannot shoot, and so in turn, now Al Horford and Joel Embiid, them on the floor together, clashes as well. Yep, Ben Simmons with 11 points, 14 <laughs> rebounds, and nine assists. Philly with only 30 points in the paint. Now looking good. While on the other side, the Bucks won 12 out of the last 13 games. Man. Uh, Giannis in his last 10, 31.9 points on 56.5% shooting, 15.7 boards, 6.7 assists. He's averaging that. He is averaging that. He's the man. And he's done it averaging just 30.4 minutes a night. And oh, in their last twenty, by the way, they're eighteen and two. <laughs> My goodness. Um, they've held their opponent under forty percent shooting for the twenty second time this season. Uh, Chris Middleton, four points in the first half, but ended up with twenty points and seven rebounds. Uh, Eric Bledsoe with fourteen points, eight rebounds, six assists. This is just a great team. Brooke Lopez got into foul trouble, and then his brother Robin Lopez came. Yeah, <laughs> he is just. My question, I don't have one question about this team for the playoffs. Who's the other guy? Is it, no, my question is, is it really Chris Middleton? That, that's the only question I think this Bucks team has in the playoffs. Is Chris Middleton good enough to be the number two? Only Other games from last night, Alfred Payton went off 15 points, nine assists, seven steals. Uh, beating the Orlando Magic 105 to 103. Um, the Knicks went up big in this joint early and then lost the lead. And then I guess they grinded it. <laughs> I thought they were going to end up losing, so I cut it off, you know? <laughs> oh, you're better than me. I never cut nah, it off. No, I was watching the Michael Vick thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah man. Okay, that's what I was watching. Did you watch that joint? Yeah, yeah, I was watching yeah, that. Yeah, that joint. I don't know, man. I think the dog community is going to hate him again, man. Uh, he, he talking about, man, I really didn't see anything wrong with it. Yeah, <laughs> when he was saying that, I was like, oh, I was like, man, God. calm down, man. Calm down. They still out here. <laughs> man, that joke was crazy, man. Uh, uh, next game, Pelicans beat the Bulls 125 to 119. Zion with another good game, 21 points, 9 for 11 field goals in 25 minutes. Man, this is getting real scary, all right? He's played eight games, 19.8 points per game, 7.5 rebounds, Amen. 57.4% shooting. Nah, he can't make it. And the Pelicans are 4-2 and two when Zion plays. Hey, man, watch. Nah, nah, he can't. He can't. He, he has, has no he shot. Has plenty, he has plenty of time. He has a whole half of the season. No, it doesn't matter. What did we say last year when Trey Young got hot at, that, at the last half? It's the rookie of the year. It's not rookie of the half. No, it's because Trey Young started off cold, though. All right, but he, he has his injured. All right, injured, cold, you're out. It's the rookie of the year. And the job, as long as Memphis makes the playoffs... Even if they at the ninth seed, John Moran's winning rookie of the year, as long as he continues to trend to play. All it doesn't right. matter how good Zion plays, John Moran's gonna win rookie of the year. Alright. As long as he continues it, and these are patents are the key words. 
as long as he continues his trend to play. So y'all don't come running to me if he dips off and Zion wins because <laughs> I'm going to play this back and say listening is key. As long as he continues this trend of play, L and Memphis keeps winning. All right. <laughs> you had a lot of blessings. Hey, because I gotta, I gotta God, clarify. Nah, I gotta Zion, clarify. Man. He's coming for it, but I don't think the Kings can make up enough ground, especially with that Memphis trade. We just talked about the like trade. You the said moves. they four and two with him. We just talked about and the those moves. two came early. Wasn't no two the first two games. Now it's four and two when he plays twenty five minutes. Oh, but on that, I mean, if we gonna do that stat, we stat for John Moran. Look at the Grizzlies record when he plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's all right. They was out the playoffs. And he came back. Not again. I'm just saying. Nah, but this rookie of the year race, man, to South Carolina because there are folks letting you out there. That's like Zion. He could do it. Zion can do it. It's gonna be a tight one simply because Zion's gonna continue this. It's gonna keep getting better. Uh, the Blazers. Man. Okay. They beat the Spurs one twenty five to one seventeen. Whiteside with seventeen points and twenty three rebounds, season high. Oh man, good one for Portland, man. Um, they've actually uh, they stepped it up the past couple games. Very hard <laughs> that they might uh, that they might figure out a way to sneak playoffs, man. Hey, they're coming in. The yeah, no, nah, they have. Yeah, they're they definitely picked it up. Um. The past couple games. Um, yeah, it was a good game. Uh, what else is on? Uh, they play Utah tonight. Let's mm. See how that goes, man. Damian Lillard was uh going off again. Twenty six points, ten assists. Man, he's been doing this for a while, man. He just hasn't hit that thirty again for a while. But like right. two games, he's averaging like forty something points over his last couple. Damn near 50. This man has been, like, this 26-point game, I'm shocked. I'm like, wow, 26 only. This man has been ridiculous. Um, Moving on. He's been the best point guard besides Steph when he out. Sadly, you rock us. Let's go. I stayed up for this nonsense, and I'm happy. 121 to 111. Yeah, I stayed up for this nonsense, too. Boy. It was close the whole game. Um. I left this game very encouraged, though. I don't put much stock into it. Shout out to Westbrook. He passes 20,000 points here with 41-point game this today. Yeah, man. He joined LeBron. Oh. Stop going inside. Only players in NBA history with 20,000 points, 7,000 assists, and 6,000 rebounds. Him, LeBron, and Oscar Robinson, man. Um... Yeah, I again, we all went into this game. Obviously, it's the new Rockets small ball. <laughs> James um, Harden was at the tip end. No, yeah, James Harden jumped off. I don't think anyone played who was taller than 6'7". I think Robert covered in 6'7". Yeah, 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 no one played who was taller yep, after that. Um, So, I thought we were going to get dominated inside. But to your point, um, they didn't. I don't think, again, very encouraging. My only thing is... To make up for that lack of size, you have to hustle and rebound and, and make all a, your shots just like and I put a did body this time. on somebody even more. So I just think that from now to when the playoffs start, the the extra work that you know they're going to be asking everyone collectively because it's going to be a unit. I just think unless we unless MDA Mike D'Antoni. Unless he decides to, you know, insert Tyson Chandler or Isaiah Hartenstein or Bruno Capo 
Capricorn, whatever the guy's name is, Bruno from um, the Grizzlies who we got from Jordan Bell. Uh, I mean, Timberwolves. Unless he decides to incorporate one of them, man, Houston's going to be very fatigued banging with these, you know, with these big guys. But, quick little nuggets, man. Before, and that's, because the downside is you're going to get out-rebounded. The plus side is what happened last night. Because the Rockets played small, teams are going to have a choice. They're going to have a decision. Do we then match the Rockets in their small ball? Or... Do we continue when we play our traditional lineup? Because I believe JaVel McGee and Dwight Howard only played a combined 20 minutes last night. Um, and so that's the plus side for the Rockets. And you're much faster. You're going to be much faster. Um, and the Rockets want to play fast. So real quick, man. Prior to the little small ball lineup, four-game winning streak, they generated about 20 wide-open three-point shots a game. Since they changed, you know, removing the traditional center, they've averaged 27 wide-open shots a game, um, hitting 39% of them. Because, again, this – we've Russell Westbrook is averaging over his last 24 games, he's averaging 30.6 points a game, eight rebounds, seven and a half assists, 50% from the field, 83% from the free throw line. Because – We've never seen Russell Westbrook with a team like this before. We've seen him with Kevin Durant. Cool. Steven Adams was in the paint. Russell Westbrook, at the beginning of the year, he thought he was one of them shooters that Houston had. You feel me? He's learned. I'm not a shooter, but I got shooters around me. And so now the lane is wide open for him and James mm-hmm. Harden because, again, if a team is going to stick with their bigs against Houston – they're gonna they're gonna be at a disadvantage as well. Especially when we double James Harden, and he's gonna be somebody in the open. Exactly, but I don't. Again, small sample size. It looked good yesterday. Only got rebounded by one. I repeat, we only got re Rockets only got re, out rebounded by one. That was one of the last shots of the game. That's very surprising. Um, man, TNT spent all day yesterday clowning the small ball lineup. Then once the Rockets won, they were discussing how other teams and coaches are going to defend them. So I think it's going to be interesting. But again, when the playoffs come, I I, I don't think this is sustainable. I don't think I, so I think you need, a, you need a big man down low, man. And at the same time, I think the Lakers just, I don't know why, but they didn't go inside the thing. I don't know why. Again, I think it has something to do with the small. That defense was swarming. And again, it was a, it was the first time, you know, they've seen a small ball lineup, but again, they, they had to adjust to it as well, and the Lakers did. Um, so, you know, they see it a couple more times. They'll probably they'll figure it out, man. Uh, tonight, the Grizzlies are playing the 76ers. 76ers at home. I got the 76ers. Man, look, I'm going with the Grizzlies, bro. You got to remember, man, the Sixers win at home all the time. They do. I, I'm still going with the Grizzlies. That sounds good. Uh, the Mavericks are coming to D.C. Porzingis is the Washington Redskins fan. Uh-huh. Don't know why, but I'm going with the Mavericks. I wonder if I can afford these tickets. I should go. Probably can. Um, I don't have money. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Hawks. They're come. They're going to the Boston Celtics to play them. I got the Celtics in that. Yeah, man, I got the Celtics. The Hawks are terrible. Um, the Raptors. They are 37 and 14 going to play the 31 and 20 um, paces. This is going to be on ESPN at 8 o'clock. 
Raptors. It's be a good game. Ended the game about two, three days ago on an 11 0 run yeah. against the Pacers to They're win on the a game. 12 game win streak. Um, Kyle Lowry, my guy that you guys hate, man. That boy had 30 some points, 34 points, I believe. 35. I'm going to go my with. God, uh, man. Got I the think Raptors. Toronto keeps that. Yeah, I think they keep the win streak rolling, man. Yeah. I'm going Toronto. 13 game win streak on ESPN. Next game, we got. Detroit Pistons, man. They're playing uh, OKC Thunder. I got the Thunder in this one. Yeah, man. Detroit's clean great. house. Yeah. Um, the Rockets um, are 33-18. and 18. Going to play the Suns. Back to back. Houston. I'm going Houston. Obviously, I, I think Westbrook is going to be out. Um, I'm still going Houston. Small ball season, I got baby. the Suns. Um, they're on the back. To, uh, the Rockets are on the back to back. And DeAndre Aiden, I don't think they're going to stop feeding him. I think Oof. they're going to love that. Um, the Heat are going to play the Kings. I got the Heat in this no one. Look heat. I think they're going to lock them down. Um, in the night ESPN game at 1030, the Blazers mm. are playing the Utah Jazz. I got the Jazz in this one. I'm going to go Portland. I think they get two straight off a of back to back. Mm-hmm. Um, college basketball. Tonight, the only game is Maryland is at number nine going to play number twenty Illinois. Big time game, top twenty five. It's the only top twenty five matchup. Yes, it is. Yep. I'm going Maryland. But yesterday, the uh, Arizona Wildcats, man, they beat uh, the Trojans. <laughs> Who didn't worry about protection? Like, I don't know if you've seen what's his name. Uh, how I forget the NBA legend name. Walt. Walt Frazier? No. no um, <laughs> Bill yeah, Walton. Was, yeah, Bill Walton. He was clowning the uh, USC Trojans because they weren't protecting the ball, man. They were like, they were all about protection. <laughs> but, man, women's college <laughs> basketball, that's really been the. Uh, the, uh, I can't wait for the women's today. tournament, man. It's gonna be, whew, it's gonna be loaded. Who we who who we had last night? I won last night, man. Okay. You already know, man. We crushing stuff. We had number uh twenty Mississippi State, number eight. They beat number twenty three Tennessee Lady Volunteers. Uh, Kentucky continues to win at number sixty six, and Maryland go Maryland. Then number thirteen, um, they beat Indiana Hoosiers. Who's number 1879 to 69? Upset City down in uh Florida. Yeah. Seminoles, Florida State took down number five, Louisville, 67 to 59. I think both these tournaments, man, are just gonna be wide open this year, and I can't wait. Uh I don't really think so on the women's side, man. I got the Oregon Ducks, man. They're 20 and 2. They man. are, but we know we've seen this in the past years. You get into that tournament, and they just ran rough shot over UConn. But UConn has the capability to do to return the favor to Oregon. You got Stanford. They're going to be there when it's all said and done. Um, I know South Carolina. I think they're number one right now. They're going to have something to say about it. Like, man, this college ball tournament is going to be really good, man. Um, Oregon's certainly going to be one of the favorites. But I'm not. I, it's not clear cut. It, it, I don't think it's clear cut at all. Um, definitely because past years, man. Um, women's college ball. I, I love the tournament. It's, I think it, it might even be a little easier to bet on. Uh, nah. I was going to say it might be easier to bet on the men's tournament this year, but heck no. Nah, I mean, yeah. Absolutely not. 
to me, it's easier on the woman's yeah, side. Yeah, I bet. Of, um, I bet money of, on the um, Oregon, they're number three. They're playing the Arizona Wildcats tonight at nine o'clock. Oh, Arizona is number twelve. We got really good matchups tonight. Yeah, UConn is playing Memphis Tigers tonight. Um, they're probably gonna smack them out. Sure. DePaul is number fourteen playing St. John's. This might be a little closer than you guys might think. Even though St. John's is unranked, another good matchup is Arizona State number nineteen versus Oregon State number nine. It's the biggest matchup next up right here. Yes, sir. Number eleven. I mean, at eleven p.m. Eastern. Number ten, UCLA nineteen and two, taking on number six Stanford at twenty and two. That's really good. Game. Yeah, man. Whoever wins that is probably gonna jump up. California battle right there. Missouri State number twenty-four is probably gonna beat up on Northern Iowa, but we'll Ooh. see, man. <laughs> Go Northern Iowa. Uh, UFC, those um, tomorrow night. John Bones Jones and them. Oh, who you got? Who you got? Who you got? Of course, man. I got John Bones. Yeah, I'm going with John Bones as well. How can you not, man? Last time we seen him, I think, what did he tear? Didn't he tear like his uh, ACL? Because he couldn't be. I was going to say, he can't be back fighting. I don't know. I think he hurt himself on his leg, though. He had a leg injury, though. All right, Dominic Reyes, man. He's trying to figure out uh, Bones Jones. Dominic Reyes is 12-0. and 0. I mean, never lost a fight. Bones, we all know, 25-1. and 1. So, we'll see. Man. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be incredible if he keeps his undefeated record. And John Bones Jones, he really is undefeated, but um, I think it yeah. was like a... That was some little BS, that one loss, man. It yeah. wasn't... I'm not, I'm not buying it, but... He was heavily beating up somebody, and then they... Disqualified him because mm-hmm. he hit him on the head or something. Like yep. So he's he's twenty he's twenty six and zero in our hearts. Mm-hmm. Right, we gonna um, let this, we got nah, man. You guys have a great weekend. Stay warm. Stay dry. XFL kicks off this uh, oh, tomorrow. Oh yeah, man. Uh, hopefully XFL. I get some time, man. DC Defenders. Yes, sir. Audi Field tickets like twenty dollars yeah. for a good ticket, man. I'm about to see what's. I'm trying. I'm not even buying a ticket. I'm trying to see if I can get a free ticket in that joint, yeah. man. And I know nobody's gonna be in that joint, man. Audi Field, where is that? I'm about to Google that joint. I'm trying to go. Uh, but yeah, we out. J and J. Have a great weekend, y'all. Yeah.